Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, Culture Kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast dedicated to empowering a generation of kind and empathetic creators and citizens of the world. Thank you for joining us today as we continue our celebrations with Lunar New Year. Miss Amanda Shung Blodgett, also known as Miss Panda, is back with us today to learn about the fun traditions Chinese communities around the world practice during this time. Hello, hello. My name is Asher, and I'm your host along with my mom, Kristen. Have you left us a review on Apple Podcast yet? Your reviews and feedback keeps us going. And please tell all your friends about Culture Kids. Yes, please tell everyone you love about Culture Kids, so that more and more families can learn to celebrate our differences. And guess what? What's happening? We're having a book giveaway. Yeah! That's right. To enter the giveaway, simply let us know what your favorite Lunar New Year tradition is. Email us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com, or you can leave us a voicemail on our website. Asher will pick our lucky winner, and you will receive a free copy of Little Bun. Winner will be announced on February 24th, which is the Lantern Festival. We can't wait to hear from you. Okay, now let's hurry up and meet Miss Panda. Welcome back to the show. Kristen, Asher, and Culture Kids, thank you for having me back. Thank you for coming back. Last episode, we learned about the mythology behind Lunar New Year, and that in Chinese communities, Lunar New Year is called Spring Festival, and in Korea, it is called Seollal, and in Vietnam, it is called Tet. Each country celebrates the holiday in different ways, and it is such an exciting season for many families around the world. Today, we'd love to hear about some of the traditions from Chinese communities, such as decorations, and of course, my favorite topic, food. Yeah! Lunar New Year is associated with one of 12 animals in the zodiac cycle. This cycle repeats every 12 years, with each animal believed to influence the characteristics and events of the year it represents. <laughs> so this year is. The year of the dragon. We are so excited about this because that's Asher's daddy sign. Go, daddy! This is his year. But Miss Panda, what does it mean? If you're a year of the dragon, baby, then you know people think you have a characteristic of being very loyal and very curious and. They think you are very powerful. You're resilient, because also in the Chinese culture, dragon is creature that can bring water, you know, for farming. So they are very highly regarded in the twelve、um, birth signs, animal birth signs in the Chinese culture. So the dragon is a very special symbol. Then what's next year's sign? The year after. 
after dragon is called little dragon. What is that? That is snake. So when people tell you they are the little dragon or they were born in the year of the little dragon, that actually means they were born in the year of the snake. Oh no, mommy is scared of snakes. Yeah, I'm afraid of snakes, but I'm sure they won't look so scary on the signs. Speaking of signs, could you tell us about some important decorations that Chinese communities around the world may hang during this time of the year? Well, you will see a lot of the Lunar New Year decorations, items. They're all red or gold. Ooh, shiny. And you will see people put on the red banners with lucky phrases on their door. Not just one door, but many doors. On the door, they will put something else. If it's the front gate with with two doors, then you will see the door gods, two of them. Door guards? What do they do? They are guarding the family. So that's what you will see. It's also on red paper. Ah, yes. Thank you for sharing that. I've seen these images of door gods in various Chinese restaurants. And as Miss Panda mentioned, they are usually on red paper. It is commonly placed on entrance doors during Lunar New Year to ward off negativity and welcome good luck. Cool beans. I've seen red Chinese characters' banners before. They have Chinese characters on them. What do they say? Very important word that will be Fu, which means blessings. And a lot of people will not just put it on their door. They will put it upside down. Why? Wouldn't it be hard to read? Okay, why upside down? Because when you put things upside down, in Chinese is which means it's upside down. But there's a similar word with a very similar sound. Actually, the sound is exactly the same, but just the tone is a little bit different. It's called which means arrived. Hmm, interesting. So when you put the blessings and good luck and the good fortune word upside down, it means the good fortune Blessings and good luck has arrived. Is that interesting? Yes, this is such a meaningful act commonly practiced by many Chinese communities. So the word for upside down sounds like another word that means arriving. Oh, so it has two meanings. By putting the word blessing upside down, it means blessing has arrived. Cool. And grown-ups, take a look at our Instagram page at Culture Kids Media for some photos of these festive signs. So it's been quite fascinating learning about how other countries in Asia celebrate Lunar New Year because it is so different from how my hometown, South Korea, celebrates. But one thing that seems to be similar across all different cultures is the practice of receiving money in exchange for Lunar New Year's greetings. We also learned that Vietnamese friends do it too. Can you tell us more about how the Chinese communities practice it? 
This is a tradition. This is a very general, very common tradition in Chinese culture. Your grandparents or your parents, they will probably sit in the living room. Then you need to get ready. All the little kids. Yes, I'm talking about you. You need to get ready. And what do they do? In my family, when I was younger, and then we will actually kneel down in front of our grandparents and give them best wishes、uh, for the new New Year. We do the same thing, but you bow with both your hands on your forehead, and then bend your knees and bring your head all the way to the floor. Then we say, "Sebok mani paro seyo." What kind of things do you say? We'll say Happy New Year, 新年快乐 That literally means Happy New Year. And then you will say 身体健康 Good health. Is that important? Yes. And another one, a very important one, 万事如意 Everything goes as you wish. Those sound nice. And then you get an envelope with money. The parents, grandparents, or aunties, uncles will give them a red envelope in return. Yeah, yeah. In Korea, we use lucky bags or white envelopes. Thanks for bringing that up, Asher. This is very important to discuss because in Korea we don't give out money in red envelopes. We usually put money in little bags or white envelopes. But when we are here in America, Mommy tries her best to remember to always put cash in envelopes that are not white, especially if we are giving them to someone from the Chinese community. And that's an easy thing to do. Yes, it is. And in Chinese culture, white represents sadness and mourning. So putting money in white envelopes in their community might make some families feel uncomfortable. We may never know and understand every cultural etiquette that is out there in the world, but when we do learn about them, we can try to show respect around the people that practice them. This may make them feel special, happy, and respected, and it'll make you feel good too. Yeah, I like that. And、uh, after that, what do you do? Hmm. How about some firecrackers? <laughs> Very loud firecrackers. Oh, fireworks! We do lots of fireworks for the Fourth of July in America. Um, of course, because we want to protect the environment. So nowadays, you can see a lot of the Chinese cities and、um, Chinese community. They try not to have people to set up firecrackers、um, on ordinary days. But during this time, this special time、uh, on the first day of the new year, you just cannot stop. This is a part of a culture. People really want to hear the crack, 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 pop, 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 the the lunar new year firecrackers to celebrate and also to scare the legend, the story of the creature of Nian. They want to bring the good luck and say bye bye to whatever happened in the previous year. Sold a Nian monster, and doesn't like the color red and firecrackers. No, 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 no. Bye, bye, Nian monster. Bye.
Now let's move on to my favorite topic. We know that there are deep meanings behind the foods eaten during Lunar New Year across all cultures. Could you tell us about the significance of the dishes? Food has significance in every culture, in every family. When you eat something, sometimes it's just more than food. It's more than the taste, but it's the taste of home if you're away from home. Or it's something so special for you because you make it with somebody special in your family. When you have a bowl of soup, or for me, when I have some good dumplings, and I will sit down, it's more than just to enjoy the food, but embrace the memories I have with my family. You might have that experience as well if you travel to different places and then years later, you try a special food again. You say, ah, this reminds me when I was visiting so-and-so or a city. This is so true. Eating certain Korean foods, especially broth, takes me back to Korea to my parents' house. I find that when I don't feel good or have a cold, I suddenly feel better when I eat certain Korean foods that reminds me of home. Asher, are there any foods that remind you of a particular place? Pizza reminds me of a pizza Fridays at school. It's my favorite. And when I smell spices, it reminds me of mommy eating Ethiopian food. Or lasagna reminds me of mommy because she always makes the best lasagna. Lasagna mama. Thank you, Asher. So for the Lunar New Year in the Chinese culture, there's so many different delicious dishes. I would love to share them all with you, but I think today I want to share with something dear to my heart. That will be the dumplings my mom, my mom always makes. We love dumplings too. Korean dumplings are called mandu, but I love soup dumplings the best. We all be at a table it's almost like an assembly line. Mom is doing the dough. My aunt will be cutting the pieces of the dough. My another aunt, my uh, little aunt, will be roll the wrappers, roll the dough and make it a little wrappers. And little kids will line up. Each one has spoons or chopsticks and try to scoop things on the wrapper. Uh, and then the bigger kids will try to shape them into dumplings. My uncle David would have dumpling parties and we all made them together. And dumplings actually during this time, they transform because they have a new name during the Lunar New Year. It's called Yuan Bao, which means gold nugget because the shape of dumplings at this time are actually, they all look like old fashioned money in ancient China. So it's important for people to have that in certain regions in China because that symbolizes good wealth. Wealth like money? 
It could be, yeah, but wealth has many meanings to different people. In our family, wealth is about being healthy, spending lots of time with our family and friends, and for mommy especially, it's about experiencing lots of things about our world, like learning about different cultures and making new friends that can teach us new things. That's my idea of wealth and what brings me a lot of joy. Or mine is having lots of Pokemon cards. Yes, I guess so. So I'm also curious, are dumplings commonly eaten by all Chinese communities or does it depend on the region and location? A lot of countries also celebrate Lunar New Year and they have different food and for the Lunar New Year, different traditions, different cultures, different practices. Even in China, in Chinese culture, because like in little Taiwan, people eat different things because they have a different family culture. Like my friends are from the Hakka background. They don't eat dumplings. They eat tangyuan. They eat rice balls, actually. So we are open to different ideas, even in the area of food because we need to respect their family practice because they're they're different regions in the country so they have their own kind of a special food to, to practice this beautiful lunar new year thank you for sharing this this is a wonderful reminder of the incredible diversity complexity and beauty found within the various countries and regions of asia and our family is very proud to be a part of it one of my favorite parts of celebrating lunar new year in chinese communities is watching lion dances It is full of so much energy, and I am mesmerized at the way the dancers move their bodies under the lion. Could you tell us more about the lion dances and its significance in Chinese culture? Lion dance can trace back over a thousand years. Wow. And that there are different types of lion dance. And it is not only just for the Chinese culture. You will also see the lion dance in Japan, Korea, uh, Malaysia, Taiwan, they can be very different, but they can also have some similarities. That is true. In Korea, lion dances are not as common, but when they do have them for celebrations, the lions are brown or white. Ooh. The lions will dance and sometimes they will eat the lettuce. Huh? Lettuce to salad? Lettuce, yes. So lettuce, like salad lettuce, um, is called sheng cai in Mandarin Chinese. They will eat lettuce to symbolize good luck or good wealth. But why? Because sheng cai, the salad lettuce, actually sounds like sheng cai, sheng cai, grow wealth. So that's why. Ooh, some more symbols. Yes, I love how so many traditions in Chinese culture have positive meanings behind it. It is very thoughtful and beautiful. Thank you for sharing these fun traditions with us. It's very different from how our family celebrates it, but it's so fun to learn about it. Before you go, is there anything else you'd like to share with our families? 
Okay, this part is for the grown-ups. I am Amanda Schoenblodgett, and then I share Mandarin Chinese with kids and then and also the Chinese culture. So if you would like to learn more about the Lunar New Year, I actually have a Lunar New Year guide on my website. It's in misspandachinese.com blog. And also you can find me on Instagram as misspandachinese as well. And my book, Little Bun, a bilingual story about feelings. It's not just for little kids, but for big kids and for parents. Because of why, when we talk about learning a new language or learning a culture, we hold a lot of feelings and emotions. Why a food can be so special for you? How do you make it? And what are the ingredients? I hope you check it out. It's Little Bun, a bilingual storybook about feelings. And lastly, don't forget to enter our giveaway. Email us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com or leave us a voicemail and let us know what your favorite New Year traditions are. It doesn't have to be a tradition related to Lunar New Year. We just want to hear about the fun, unique ways that your family celebrates the coming of the New Year. Our lucky winner will receive a copy of Miss Panda's book and the winner will be announced on February 24th to wrap up the Lunar New Year celebrations with Chinese communities. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Asher. And thank you, Culture Kids. You are wonderful. Can I go first? Yep, go for it. What does a bat take to its first day of school? What? A bat pack. Ah, bat pack. Your turn. What do you call a sheep covered in chocolate? What? A chocolate bar. I get it, chocolate bar, like a chocolate bar that you eat, but bar. Very good. Thank you for tuning in and make sure to enter our giveaway. And as always, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you love listening to our episodes. Remember, your feedback and engagement is what keeps us going. And stay tuned for an exciting few weeks as we have the executive director from the Navajo Nation joining us, along with African American Cultural Center, to teach us about West African drums and more. From our family to yours, happy Lunar New Year. And always remember, here at Culture Kids, you and your family are welcomed, accepted, and celebrated for exactly who you are. Happy Lunar New Year. Bye-bye. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. <laughs>